What's up, Dash fam? Welcome back to Taking Sides. We recorded this video live as well, so that's why you're going to hear us refer to the camera in the very beginning and explain what the podcast is all about because we're posting on Facebook and YouTube for people who haven't heard of this podcast yet. So thanks for listening to it here and welcome if this is your first time to Taking Sides, the marriage podcast. Let's dive into the podcast right now. What's up, Dashley fam? Welcome to Taking Sides, the marriage podcast. This is our podcast room. This is our office podcast room. We're taking you inside today to give you a, a live recording of one of our podcasts from Taking Sides. You've probably seen the other one from our Big Little Life podcast. That's like our personal podcast. We chat about life, chat about kids, what's been on our get, mind, news stories, things like that. It can get a little heavy. And so we created this podcast to just be essentially the fun, I would say, this is my favorite podcast to record. It is because it is where you guys send your questions to us with like, it's like relationship questions and Ash and I take sides or just give our two cents on the matter. We don't claim to be experts or therapists or anything. We just say what we think about it and we give our experiences. We've gone through something similar or things we've heard with the hopes that it can be somewhat, you know, enlightening, maybe helpful, hopefully funny mm -hmm. and, and definitely entertaining if nothing else. Yeah. You guys are not alone. We have issues and we love taking sides on your issues. So relationships are hard. Marriage is hard. And we're all in this together. And so that's what the podcast is all about. You guys send things in to taking sides with the dashleys at gmail.com. And we read through your emails and pick them at random in this podcast. So without further ado, Ash. Okay. This one is called therapy problems. If I could name like a chapter of our other podcast, Big Little Life, I would name it therapy problems. Why? Why? I feel like like the last six months of our podcast has essentially been our therapy problems. So we are qualified. <laughs> so qualified for this. Maybe. One. Let's see. All right. She says, I have been, I have been loving listening to your podcast. I feel like my husband and my personalities really parallel your guys's. Uh oh. <laughs> so I seem to always be able to relate. We always have, we also both have two little ones around the same age, a boy and a girl. All right. Here's my question. My husband and I seem to be where you were about a year ago. We just had our second child and we seem to not be able to communicate as well anymore. Don't get me wrong. Our marriage is overall good and we are still just as in love as ever. But like you guys put it, I feel like we are not really best friends anymore. Uh, so I guess I'm wondering with all your marriage counseling, what exercises or ideas you have had, you have felt that have helped you get back. Also, Dallin, how do you think you got to a point where you could get rid of feeling shackled by the shoulds? Oh, we did an episode where we talked about... Um, Get, stop shooting yourself and just doing what you actually want to do from a from a place inside rather than other people expecting you to do it she says she says how did i get rid of shack feeling shackled by my shoulds <laughs> that is so me and in all my pondering i always wonder how to let go of so many shoulds when it seems to be so much a part of who i am to try and meet the expectations of everyone else wow what a good question love you guys love what you are doing and how open you two always seem to be about your relationship thank you anonymous man Ash, that's a, that's a good one. I can start. So for Dallin and I, I guess we got to a point. We started out as best friends and that was what we loved being. And, and it just kind of felt like a lot of pressures and anxieties and just crap was getting in the way around the time when James was born. Not brought on by James by any means. It was just kind of like a culmination of living together for four years probably and just all of the things that we weren't addressing or little issues that were bugging us that we were kind of burying were all just coming to a head 
um, and you add in sleep deprivation <laughs> and you add in no personal time because you have two under two. Throw all those things into the pot, mix it around, boil it with uh, three it nights with of no sleep. And, and pregnancy hormones and postpartum depression. And it just... Sprinkle it with a bit of anxiety and depression and, and uh, issues from your upbringings and all that good stuff. Right. You got yourself a recipe for a good old fashioned marriage problem. So you know? I guess on... This is me looking at it in the past um, from, I mean, looking at it from the future. If I were to look at it, like in that moment when I looked at it, I thought we just had a marriage problem. Looking at it now, we had our own personal problems that were getting in the way of us being able to be like to funk. I mean, we were functioning, but for us able, I'd it was getting in the way of our happiness. Like things were just. Personal I, problems combined with communication problems is how I would say it. I just like I was having a pretty rough po bout with postpartum, actually like a really rough bout. So I had like that in my corner, lots of anxiety, just gloomy, dreary. It was just yucky. And then Dallin has a lot of kind of anxieties around. I mean, I can let you say what just around kind of taking care of our family and and being able to like provide for us. Because I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom with my babies, and I had two of them, and it was going to be really hard to pay for daycare. And he wanted to give me that opportunity and to take care of our family. And there's just like a lot of fears and anxieties on his side that was causing a lot of stress. And if we had the, I wish we could go back and have the tools to say like, oh, I like I need help, or oh, like let me verbalize my feelings and let you know in a calm way, like what I need or like look internally and figure out what I need so that I can stop just like feeling like my world is coming down or like that I'm emotionally out of control or like that. I just don't have a handle on myself and I can't stop crying or I can't stop feeling angry or, you know, mm -hmm. I think, uh, if I were to describe my personality and, and traits that I developed growing up and how I learned to function, in my world and in school and moving right, right during middle school when like I'm, I'm like forming who I am and going through puberty and all that fun stuff. Like I learned to be a professional people pleaser. I learned to pick up on what other people expected. I learned to pick up on their sense of humor. I learned to pick up on uh, like how to, how to please other people. And I was a pr pretty good chameleon and that gets you along through high school and uh and you have a lot of friends some some really good friends but um but mostly just a lot of surface level oh hey how's it going relationships and bump into a party and and shoot the breeze and move along and stuff like that i was really good at meeting the expectations of other people and i was not good at all at validating my own um my own feelings i was not in tune with I, I was really unable to, I would should myself so much. I shouldn't feel that way. I should feel this way or I should do that or I should be okay with this or I was a professional shooter and I was a professional people pleaser. Well, and then I think it kind of bled over onto me like, Ashley, you should be okay. And, and I put those expectations on other people. Like I was, I was so like, and I should have been okay. I just wasn't. You and should, it, you it, shouldn't complain. You should be grateful for what you have. You should, 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 should. Instead of acknowledging your real feelings about something and saying it's okay to feel stressed about this. It's okay to be angry at this. It's okay to be like, drowning be in drowning. It's hormones okay to, for six months. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to not know how to do this. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay. And then from there you can say, 
because I feel this, I want to act this way instead of like fast tracking, like your anxiety into your actions and, and getting mad. Cause anger is like a secondary emotion. The, the, the emotions behind anger, are like fear basically, or guilt or stress. Yeah. This might like, be getting confusing and is this getting like confusing? We're, but anyways, we are battling, could, but we're just saying the things that if I could, we discovered. Yeah. If I could boil it down, it would learn to be, it would be to learn emotional intelligence. And I say that like I'm a professional at it now. Definitely not. I still have to proactively like recognize when I'm shooting myself and say, nope, if you really don't want to do that, like let's see if somebody else can do it or you can take a break for 10 minutes to like recenter yourself and then tackle this because you really, it resonates with your deeper values, although it doesn't seem super fun right now or something like that versus just, I should buck it up and do this and blah, 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 blah. And even though I might resent somebody later because of it. So like, is this making any sense? I think what like, kind of what I'm thinking you're saying is like yeah we needed to learn how to communicate with each other but we also needed to learn how to communicate with ourselves we both are kind of the type of person to you know like put your shoulder to the wheel and and put your head down and keep working and trying to be like the happy fun person in the room like I don't want to burden anyone with my emotions um burden anyone with your emotions even like when man that that hits home for me like for me like I would continually tell myself like, you're fine. You're fine. Like you're, you should be fine. Like you're happy. Like there's no reason for you to be sad. There's no reason for you to have like crazy anxiety. And then I would, but like, I can only kind of like trick myself into not thinking I have my issues for so long. Yeah. Whereas like, if I would just be like, okay, like, you know, like people coming over to hold your baby right now, make you feel like you're like gonna die. Like, let's just honor that maybe for a month. Instead of being like, instead of inviting everyone over and pretending like I'm okay and cl- crying in the closet while they're holding my baby, like just, just be like, it now's not a good time for me. And then me, instead of saying you should be okay with this, this is their the family new family member, you should be okay with them holding it. You should be have a smile on your face when a bunch of in laws come over, like all this stuff, this is which just I like, feel so bad about well, saying now. I, mean, I should like, be like. I I want to say, and I do say now, like, Ash, I recognize that. Like, I'll tell him not to come over if you don't want to. Or, I mean, like, we'll set a time limit at the very beginning and acknowledge, like, we have 30 minutes and then we got to go somewhere. We got to do this or something like that where on. you're on the Just same page, you know? For the record, like, I recognize this is an irrational feeling. But it's an irrational feeling that happens to me every time I have my babies. And, like, I love my in-laws. I love our friends. But I just, like, can't handle some things. And it became a thing where... Like, I felt like even though I wasn't verbalizing things to Dallin, like he wasn't tuning into me and there was so much anxiety and I just needed someone to blame and I blamed him. And there was so much stress for like him trying to like make everyone happy. And there was only like, he kind of blamed me and it just created this like terrible rolling stone of crap. Yeah. And, uh, it just turned into a really negative emotional bank account and that if was you know just what i'm saying one little issue but we kind of handled all of our little issues that way like suffocating our feelings finally like not being able to handle it resenting the other person for pushing us maybe like one little ounce too far when they had no idea where we even were and because then, we weren't vocalizing our feelings and emotions this is really long so i would just say figure out what your issues are and honor them and voc- and like be very clear about what they are so and that you can take can care be of yourself great to help you identify those emotions and so Sorry to cut you off your spouse can help take care of you and not feel like they're the one who's causing the issues or they're the one who's 
your issue, but that they're just your own issues and you just need help with them. I feel like I had a romanticized vision of what marriage would be like, how we would just get each other's feelings and, and finish each other's sandwiches and, and uh, sentences, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, but in reality, nine times out of 10, I do not guess right. Ashley's intentions of for saying something or a look or her tone of voice or what she meant by what she said, like nine times out of 10, I would say I get it wrong. And so we've learned to like communicate very clearly instead of saying you did this to me or you made me feel this way, say, the f- I, when we I, first started, we would say, we would run with stories in our heads no, so that's easily. What we would say when we first started yeah. therapy, we would say, Dallin, the story I'm telling myself in my head. <laughs> so we learned to say that. Is that we you're to say, trying to be a jerk right now. The story and- I'm telling myself in my head is that you're really pissed at me and you wish that I would have done this and this and this. And that would either be true or more likely it would be like, no, Ashley just had a really <laughs> like, annoying but- conversation with somebody or the kid just the kids are really driving her crazy right now in the best way. And it comes out as stress and anger to the other person and they were sorry about it. You know, and it, but if you just ran with a story in your head, you would have been like, yeah, well, screw you or something. And all of a sudden you're fighting when you really didn't need to be, but you just weren't communicating your feelings to each other. You had a big one. We had a big epiphany the other day, I think on our trip. What? You, I had no idea you did this, but whenever I am feeling angry or stressed, you immediately, like immediately think it's because I'm a, I'm not a good enough person for her. Ooh, that's and, a big And Dallin problem. would have these big reactions to like my you know, like little, like if I was just a, like a little snappy and he, and it would be this big reaction that I wouldn't understand. Feeling responsible for Ashley's emotions. And he finally said it. He was like, well, it's just because you're just saying that I'm not a good enough person or like, I know you're thinking I'm not worthy of, of our family or of you or of our marriage. And I was like, what? No, like, like I just, I'm just grouchy right now. Like I've been in the car for seven hours and I'm sorry, like be mad at me for being snappy, but please don't assume I don't think you're a, a good person. Man. And I've, and I've done a lot of self-examination wondering where that comes from. And I think a lot of it has to do with, I mean, obviously like a lot of people grow up as Christian I mean, we're still Christians, but we just have a lot healthier outlook on God's view of us and how much he actually loves us instead of how growing up, I thought God was so finicky and like, if you sinned or did like, if you like didn't repent good enough or something that God disapproved of you. And I got such a, I got into such a mindset where like one little mistake or somebody was mad or something equaled, I wasn't good enough. And I, it's my job to fix you so that we're all happy. Right. That's a, that's getting pretty deep there, but I definitely learned to ingrain that deep down. And, um, but I've come to know that God loves us so much and we are worthy just because we are humans and it like mistakes are good because you learn things versus mistakes are bad because God is mad at you. And I no longer have that super unhealthy mindset. And I like that has helped my self-esteem and self-confidence so much. And now and when Ashley's mad, I don't take it personally and wonder what did I do? Like, I, I mean, I feel like more often than not now I'm still working on it, but I'm able to say, I just am able to recognize Ashley's having a hard time wondering what I can do to help. And I don't immediately put it on myself as I did something wrong. I'm not a yeah. good enough husband because if I were a good enough husband, Ashley wouldn't be sad or mad or frustrated or stressed right now. Like I yeah. was a professional putting it, put it on myself or like when you get mad, I'm not like, what did I do? What did I do to make him this way? I'm just like, Oh, something's bugging Dallin today. Like, I wonder what it is. Yeah. And I just, I, for whatever reason, you, got really good at that growing up. Yep. 
Okay. And I, I don't blame my mom. I don't blame my family or anything. It's just the way that I learned to cope in my in my world. Know. That's why kids are hard. Like raising kids, you never know what you're going to say to like create like this whole life outlook on for them. Yeah. I've read something that where um, kids just want attention and affection from their parents and they learn that um, people need to be fundamentally okay before they can like look outward and take care of other people. So some kids, and I think this was me, learned to take care of other people's emotions so that I could finally get some attention and, and love. I don't have really specifics, r- memories of that, but I've read that that is one thing that happens in childhood. And I, I think that happened to me. Behavior is funny. Baby, people do what they do because of what happens it's to them when they do it. like rational. It's not rational. It's all emotional. Or logical. So I guess... Um, I guess we've learned a lot about emotional intelligence and then how to speak our emotions and validate our own emotions and each other's emotions. You don't have to validate actions. Some people can do behaviors that are totally not okay, but feelings and emotions should be validated. Like because you're a sane, logical human being, I can see where you're coming from. I can see why you might feel that way. Like I validate that and that's it. Like I want you to know I'm here for you. I recognize that I'm here for you. That must be so hard. Like, if you can do that instead of say, well, you shouldn't feel that way. You should feel this way. I did that. I didn't mean to do that. Why do you feel that way? Like, it is, our therapist said it's like a volleying back and forth. I, I, that must be so hard. I can see why you would feel that way. Whew. Yeah, I thank you so much. And, and this too, like, oh, man. Well, have you considered this way? I, it, like, are you open to f- considering ways to, and then like volley back and forth versus if somebody tosses a feeling or emotion over to you and you just say, why do you feel that way? You buck up or... No, you shouldn't see it that way. It's this. Then they basically drop the ball and, and, and the emotional and you're not friends and the emotional intimacy is lost. Yep. So when you learn to validate your own feelings and emotions and those of your partner, things get a lot better real fast. This is getting heavy. And I said this was a fun podcast. So <laughs> I feel like this has been good, though. It is. Hopefully uh, uh, everybody in the podcast, um, go comment on the Facebook page, Taking Sides with uh, the Marriage Podcast Facebook group. And let us know your thoughts on this. And if you're watching the video here, comment your thoughts on this if you had any similar experiences or if you have found that to be the same in your relationships, whatever they may be. Yep. Cool? Cool. Okay, so we uh, we know that things get heavier sometimes like they just did. So we've been doing some fun things lately, uh, asking for weird food combos that people have either well, it with... it started with Dallin showing how did this me. even start it was like our first year of marriage we went to your mom's house and you were oh like, eggs oh my pancakes. mom's making the best breakfast and she mm. made a normal breakfast with waffles and eggs and then dallin grabbed his waffle put peanut butter all over it and then put the egg on top and, and then, then put syrup. syrup on top of it and then so ate good. it like and totally i got weird <laughs> we got a lot of comments saying that was weird and we also got a lot of comments of people saying they love doing that and There's so that was like for everybody we were like what other weird food things are out there so you, we asked and you guys delivered and we still have them coming in all the time at taking sides with the dashes at gmail.com. Okay. So this one is from Mariah. She says, hey, dashes, my name is Mariah and I'm a nanny from New Hampshire. Oh, I was a nanny. And now uh, I am again. <laughs> now you are my again. Own children. <laughs> I love listening to both your podcasts. And recently it was brought to my attention. One of my food preferences is not exactly typical. My family ate this combo regularly and I had no idea it was odd until I was an adult and now I get severely judged. <laughs> but don't worry, that doesn't stop me from indulging in this delicious meal cheese pizza with peanut butter on it you would be best friends with her those are your two favorite foods i love pizza and i love peanut butter i must admit i've never had those two together though uh but she says that it's really good 
She says, preferably pizza chef pizza with Skippy peanut butter. Worth a try, I promise. No, I won't. With She she put seven exclamation points after that. Also, she wants a third Dashley baby. Keep doing what you do and let it be known that a third Dashley baby would make my life complete. (laughs) I was been thinking this weekend, I think I would name my third baby if it were a girl, Summer. Summer? I really like that name. That's cute. But. All right. Don't talk to me about it because if you tell me you like my baby names, I always change them. I don't know why I do that. Don't even bring it up. Don't even bring it up. It would be better if you told me you hated that name. (laughs) Okay, everybody tell Ashley that you hate that name so that she will like it more. It's like a rebellious thing in me. Like if someone tells me they're like, oh, I love that baby name. I'm like, well, maybe something's wrong with it. Or like (laughs) maybe I want it to be more unique or I don't even know. Unexplainable. Inexplainable. Okay, we'll do another question and we'll jump to some funny things that old people say. Cool? We should try the weird food food things sometimes. We should do a little bit We could do a whole vlog of that. Trying weird food Trying weird food combos from our followers. That's funny. That's a good idea. Okay, let's do it. Stay tuned for more Taking Sides, the marriage podcast. All right, let's move on to our next one. This one is called, Can't Get Baby to Sleep in Crib, Send Help. Okay, this is my advice for all parents. Children just do whatever they want. (laughs) And you just need to find a way to sleep. (laughs) So basically, go into a farthest way part of the house, put on earplugs. No, I don't do that. I don't do that. But if We don't do that. That was a joke. No, I really don't. I like hate letting, I can't even think or function when my kids are crying so i i have never i almost never i've never let them cry it out which this has been a point of contention for ashley and i because i always wanted to listen to our pediatrician's advice and uh, let them cry it out and learn to self-soothe i don't but think babies can learn i've things. learned from ashley that there well, was a whole other argument and a whole oh. other large crowd on the internet i'd say 50 50 maybe that believe in nurturing and uh, the whole other side of things where you don't let them cry it out and that type thing. So we could uh, we could get into that. Welcome to one of our just, biggest fights. Let's just... I'll, I'm already, all I'm, I'm going like, to say... Well, Dallin. <laughs> all I'm going to say is we've pretty much never let them cry it out and now they are still good sleepers two years later. Yep. And George was... A, James has been a lot better sleeper than George. We'll just say that. Okay, let's read her email. Uh, this one is also anonymous. Okay. Hey, Dashleys, I am from Canada and I love watching your vlogs and listening to both podcasts. Super huge fan of you guys. Well, thank you. Especially the Costco hauls. I am oh, longing for more. I can't go. I cannot. So many people are asking for more Costco hauls. Actually. I just can't do it in a mask. Like I can't. Yeah. There's only so much like scope for the imagination in a Costco haul. And then <laughs> there's like even less if you're wearing a mask and it's just your eyes and a voice. We could do a Sam's Club haul. They don't require you to wear masks. But the Costco near us, I don't know if it's nationwide I think it is. or Allstate, but Costco here requires us to And you can't wear bring a mask. more than... It's parties of two, so like we couldn't bring our kids. And yeah. Just oh. a, it's just yeah, hard. Yeah, it's a mess. And the kids would also have to wear masks. George is not about to put a mask on his face ever. He won't even put a sticker. No, we just we just He just barely stickers. started putting stickers He's on like, himself. I used to be afraid, but now I'm brave with stickers because I know they don't hurt. And we I'm could like, probably do that with face masks You too. go, buddy. You go. We'll see. Anyways, I'm not sure if my problem is necessarily taking sides, necessarily for taking sides, but here it goes. All right. My boyfriend and I are having a bit of trouble with getting our seven-month-old to sleep in her own crib. Well, who doesn't? Well, I'd say that this is taking sides worthy because as you can see... Parenting this is, approaches okay. are a big deal. Let me in say, let me tell you, like that's what we did with our first two, 
if baby at number three ever graces us with his or her presence, right. there is a lady on Instagram who I completely resonate with, who I think has all of the like medical training, who has children of her own and who seems like a very nurturing person, but who also like, she's like the dog whisperer. She's like the baby whisperer. Like she just <laughs> knows things that I never knew about babies. And I haven't taken her courses, but I watch her Instagram stories. Her name is, her Instagram handle is taking care of babies and it's, Taking Kara. and then C-A-R-A, babies. I think her name is Kara. Oh. But her, if like, would that I had known her tips. I think it would have changed She is really good. I've read some lives. too. And she has courses for... You, like so many baby books we've read just give you like principles and high level no, stuff. No, no, no. I don't want principles. She dives into like She's how like, to do stuff. This is what the lighting This is your what your baby actually like. needs. This is the fan your baby needs. Like this is what, how you should swaddle your baby. This is like the optimal timeline for a baby during the day. And this is how you encourage sleep. Yeah, and it's this is, good. It's so good. So if I were you, I would, she has different courses for like every age group because Dallin and I are failures. Like our kids didn't sleep for the first two years of their life, both of them. Like well, James literally did a lot better than George. No one should ever ask us how to help train their babies <laughs> to sleep better because George woke up nine times a night until he was two and a half. And James stopped napping when she was three months old like we have the worst track record with babies and sleep we can help you not at all but if i were to have another <laughs> i would religiously follow taking care of babies and her courses because yeah. they're gentle in that it's not like screaming it out but they're also like purposeful and like trying to create good habits gently with your baby and when i have babies i am in emotional like wreck like i can't do baby crying i can't do like like i can do it but like i'm i need to soothe so i like i would just be crying in the hallway yeah it's racking it's nerve-wracking it's um very anxiety inducing for me too i get pumped with adrenaline when kids cry or like and it makes me just like <sighs> like it's a new condition it is it's called like Dallin sounditis. It's 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 like I can't. I gotta shake it out. I gotta go and do like fifty pull ups or something. I it's uh, something that I do not handle well. Never have, and so we are not good people to ask about how to get kids to sleep. Essentially, and all I like, will say is the situation that is Dallin has is, to leave the house, and I am like crying, soothing the baby. Yeah. So because I, but that's just you know like the first like three months when I'm literally <sighs> drowning in pregnancy hormones. The best thing we can say is is ask your pediatrician first and then secondly go to take therapy care of is way less expensive than we had imagined it to be and even if it is uh more expensive than you think you can handle i will say there's no better investment and it's it is that it's an investment not an expense with huge dividends for happiness and getting along with each other and building like a, a cohesive like functional family Dallin like just, therapy you had, you and, and working with a qualified family therapist and a family counselor to like who is clinically trained in these things these are all skills that nobody teaches anybody right. and you should like you should go and i guess i on average i'd say it's like 90 100 maybe up to 150 dollars an hour really it varies but like find one with good reviews in your area or betterhelp.com is a sponsor of this podcast. I would go in person though. I would, it's uh, it's like, 
it's it's way less it's it's way more affordable than you would think and it, it pays way huge dividends like we were just in such please. a weird place where dallin was like what is going on with i my just wife? needed to and learn also like i mean you don't know what you don't know what is going on with this baby it's and so i was helpful like helpful to have people i just outside person like examine you who is professional at it and teach you things about yourself that are so helpful well like especially like i was like what is going on with me like what why I've never felt this before, you know, like yeah. depression, never walked through that lane. For real. And so, so I will say also that our personal therapist is starting his own online thing. And as soon as he gets it ramped up, we're going to give you guys his info. Uh, he's waiting to get his whole, he's building his own website and everything. So he, he can't do it right now. But as soon as it's there, we're going to give you guys his info. Because and he is going to be available to you if you want to, to do like to do face chatting. Uh, or if you're in the Utah area, you can come up and meet with him too. Well, it's just scary to find a therapist. Like It is. We, we went like, through one. It was, we didn't even, resonate with our first one. This is our second one. We that, got lucky with number two. And at that point, like I didn't even talk to you about my deepest, darkest secrets. Secrets like feelings and you didn't talk to me and, and he, then to go to a stranger and be like here's what's going on these things i've never told anyone it's a scary thing he also has a way of drawing it out of you well he's just very like kind just because he's a professional validator like he doesn't like he's so he'll just say that must be so hard i've ah oh, i feel for you stuff like that and down and i just start crying and we're just like thank you you know so and then we're like, like why are we crying on top of that his like actual knowledge about parenting and all different stages like just if like at all possible like fit it into your stuff. budget and yeah so as soon as his website is up like we're helping him uh we'll give you his info if you're interested because he's awesome so yeah there's that. I uh, wish we could be of better help to you, but we disagree on recommendations and neither has worked for either of our kids. So I, if taking nothing else... Taking care of babies. Go to her. Yeah, taking care of babies. Maybe message her on Instagram. No, she just has... What, she has all these wonderful saved stories and courses. Like the saved stories. Really? I've read through them and I'm like, how, what? How did I not know that for two? Does Ralphie kids? simply on purpose have saved stories about that too? Or is that more like older Taking kids? Taking care of babies is literally like your baby is newborn until like a year. And she has all the knowledge you need for that. And probably to two. I'm not sure. And huh. it, like specifically like caring for your baby and helping your baby sleep and just like baby stuff. I just remember bringing home George and being like, like I what do we do with him? I, I like, I, I know like I love him, but I don't know what to do with him yeah <laughs> he turned out fine but yep. it could have been easier yeah okay all right ash we got a funny old funny things old people say email from kara okay hey dashley's my husband and i were dying laughing listening to your reaction to my weird food thing peanut butter pickle taco oh yeah that one was gross <laughs> so thank you for the laughs over the holiday weekend my dad told me my grandma used to say tell him what for <laughs> that's like telling someone off to babies in response to their babble. Oh. Oh, so like, oh, when the baby's like talking or cooing or crying Here, or whatever. I'll do it. I'll be would... the baby and you be the old man. Okay. No, the old lady, the, the grandma. The old lady. Ah. Tell them what for. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I feel, that's, that's funny. That's a good one. Tell them what for. Babies in response to their babble. We got a kick out of it because no one could really decide what it meant. <laughs> It means nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just grandma's talking it's to the babies. Things. That's cute. That's a good one. I like that one. All right. We got another one, but this is not, I don't think it's an old person saying, they're saying they're having some drama with their grandpa oh. and their family. Well, we do love drama. 
I at remember least that does. one time we lived with your grandparents for a month and they wouldn't turn on the AC and I walked upstairs and I was pregnant and I told your grandpa if he didn't turn on the AC that I would never name a child in my, that came from my body after him and he was like fine with me and I was like I'm serious there will be no children your name will die in I don't know like in with it will not be passed on and he didn't care and we're still friendly but that was a drum. One of those moment. things. Air conditioning, man. It's a highly debated topic. I even said I would pay generation. for the difference in. We said we would. Your sweet grandma was like, oh, let him. <laughs> <laughs> His yeah. old person thing is he thinks no air conditioning after four o'clock. Which open the I windows. say open is the, doors, the hottest open the part of the day. Yeah. And I'll go to the grave saying that. You will. Me too. I love air conditioning. All right. This is from Katie. Hey, Dashleys. I love you and your family. You are a highlight to my days anytime I get to see your vlogs or listen to your podcasts. Well, thank you so much, Katie. I am looking for advice. My husband has an extremely trying relationship and rocky past with his own dad. His parents got divorced when he was 16. His dad had an affair and left his mom and family on Father's Day. Ooh, mm. that's hard. His family was verbally abusive to him growing up. And when his dad left, it forced my husband to step up and become the man of the house. He has to work he has to work to help provide for his siblings and missed out on a ton of normal teenager type things. He has seen a counselor to deal with the anger and resentment he's had with his father, and the relationship is better now, but it's very surface level. I know he forgives his dad for everything, but he doesn't trust him and I know he doesn't feel a need for a deeper relationship. I fully support him in this decision. His siblings have better relationships with their dad. Okay. We have the first grandchild on his side. My husband's mom is a big part of our child's life. She makes the effort to see him, whether in person or on FaceTime. She will make the 45-minute drive down to see us or to plan things for us to come up. His father remarried a couple of years ago, and they also leave about 45 minute, uh, live about 45 minutes north of us. And they've only seen our child four times in person. And they don't make an effort to come down or reach out in any way. They don't come when invited, and they rarely invite us up. I send pictures at least once a week, and I usually get a response of a thumbs up. I guess my real concern is if one day our child asks us why grandpa doesn't have the same relationship with him as he does with his future cousins, I know I can't force a relationship with grandma and my child, grandpa, grandpa and my child, but I want to do all I can to make sure my child doesn't feel like an outsider and I don't ever want it want them to think it's my fault. Um, hmm. I don't. So it's kind of like what you said. Um, there's kind of like the fantasy relationship we want our kids to have and we want them to be treasured and cherished and have like this beautiful relationship with all of their, all of the family members. And sometimes it doesn't happen. Um, my sister kind of talked to me about this and she, like her and her husband like are really smart and they just read a lot of books and they're reading about like relationships. And one of the things that the book was talking about was kind of what you said, like the only thing you can control is your relationship with your child. And essentially like being their mother, like that's going to be one of the biggest relationships that's going to determine their self-worth. Um, I don't know. Like, I think you can always just blame it on that person. Like, Oh, grandpa's just, grandpa's just quiet or grandpa's just, he just lives. He's just kind of alone. I don't know. Like just kind of play it off in a way where it's not like grandpa doesn't like you. So he doesn't do things. I mean, you could even be more than surface with it and, and say like, Oh, like grandma and grandpa, used to be married and now they're not and it's kind of hard for grandpa to connect with with family members still and it has nothing to do with you but it's just hard for it's just one of his struggles hmm. I don't she know. said that grandpa has better relationship with the other kids 
Well, so she doesn't want the child to wonder if it's wonder if it's something about them or something like that. I don't know. Like you have one of your grandpas is kind of standoffish, but you know he loves you. You know, and yeah, I just somehow, know it's, I like, just know it's grandpa. It's not anything it's that just I've how been. grandpa is. But so like I would just say I would just not make a big deal out of it and just be like, oh, that's just how grandpa is, and we love him. You could, and he loves you, and I would. I don't know. I, um, I just feel like I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't worry about it too much personally. If you want to be really proactive, like you can, you know, like make stories about that grandpa, like something that you know, like somehow try and connect them, like whether it's you draw pictures with your son is it a son a daughter the first grant you with your child and and like deliver them to grandpa's house or make cookies and and surprise grandpa and just kind of like make a super effort and see if maybe it's reciprocated there might be i can only imagine there's got to be a lot of kind of like tiptoey feelings in this situation Mm -hmm. like your your father-in-law knows he has a strained relationship with his son and it's really hard to put yourself in uncomfortable situations like people just if they're anything like me tend to avoid them so you like you might have to make kind of like an extra effort to let him know like hey i know you have a whatever relationship with with your son my husband but i love you and i want to have a relationship with you and our son loves you and wants to have a relationship with you just keep trying kind of um maybe do more than just send pictures of of your son maybe make sure on his birthday to like text him and say something nicer than like happy birthday just be like we're thinking of you and we love you so much and here's a picture we drew for you and i don't know like if like dallin's grandpa the one the air conditioner one i know he's really into gardening and i'm really into gardening like a, find a similarity um to kind of like connect on I think mm-hmm. that might be a good idea. I think the principle behind it that you want to teach your child is that they're not responsible for anybody else's behavior or emotions. So as long as your child grows up with that that principle internalized, then they'll just wonder, what's up with grandpa? Or what can yeah, I do to love him? Say, like, or grandpa- they're not going to be like, why is it my fault that grandpa's mad or doesn't want to come over? Like the principle behind it. And if as long as your child understands this very clearly, they will have very healthy emotional intelligence too if they if they internalize this knowing that it's not his fault grandpa's acting the way he is and he's not responsible for grandpa's emotions or actions he's only responsible for his own actions and his own emotions and his own behavior and then uh you don't got to worry about anything else because your child understands emotions and it has self self self-esteem and self-confidence and self-worth and so he's not going to be grandpa's not going to have any effect on that i mean it could be as simple as like grandpa's our family and we love him and sometimes it's hard for him to know that people love him so we want to make sure he like we want to do extra special things for grandpa or something or i don't know sure could be anything yeah cool well uh those are some good questions thanks for sending those in you guys that was today's episode of taking sides uh if you're watching on video and this is your first time go join us on the podcast on spotify is probably one of the most common places to listen just go to spotify and type in taking sides the marriage podcast or just type in the dashleys and then big little life and taking sides will both pop up in the podcast section or apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher uh there are so many anchor. other podcast apps anchor itself too spotify just bought anchor so i On think anchor you can send us a voice memo and oh, sometimes we play those so that's if you want to do that that's a cool place to go yeah you can send us voice messages too okay go subscribe uh, go subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to them And uh, there's new episodes every week. We release a new episode every Monday on Big Little Life and Taking Sides. 
So thanks, guys, and go join us over there. We look forward to having with you. And to send in your submissions, just do it to takingsideswithadashleys at gmail.com. Cool. Okay, see you guys.